Hi, and welcome to the Abundance Project podcast. I'm Joy Paquette. And I'm Alyssa Wathen. We are the co-founders of the Abundance Project, a coaching-based company centered around supporting as many of you as we can in building a better you today. Through extensive research and education in health and from our own personal experiences, we're going to be talking about all things mental health, physical health, general wellness, success, lifestyle, and everything in between. Follow our journey as best friends and life coaches and begin one of your own with new, insightful, yet relatable episodes released every Wednesday. Welcome to the Abundance Project and enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Abundance Project podcast. Today we're going to talk about the holidays. The holidays are about a week, a couple of days away at this point and uh, the parties are starting. So close. Yeah, I know. Crazy. It doesn't feel like it. I'm still in exam, so it feels like it's still really far away from me. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, but it's only about a week away now, and all of the holiday functions are starting already. So we just wanted to put together a little holiday survival guide uh, for you guys, because for a lot of people, the holidays is the best time of the year. It's when people go crazy. They plan for it all year. They buy their gifts Mm -hmm. like four months early. But then for other people, it can be a mix (laughs) of being yeah like you that's why you're laughing right <laughs> that's why you're laughing <laughs> i don't buy them four months early my you mom plan starts in like september but i am buying gifts by <laughs> early to mid-october okay doesn't doesn't your mom have an excel sheet she's a legend about christmas planning right? my mom has like a whole i don't even know i think it she has a typed one on her phone and she has one like a physical piece of paper of every single person everything she's bought them the price of everything like everything she keeps every single receipt for every single thing that she buys like whether it's a pair of socks or an actual like gift gift she keeps all of it wow your mom's on top of it shout out to jen quickly (laughs) she's gonna love that (laughs) well no it's it's impressive are you kidding me like there's so much planning that goes into that but yeah, yeah so some people you know, love it. And it's, it's super fun for them. I think like Jen, and then other people, they dread the holidays, because, you know, they know that it might, they have to interact with people they don't love interacting with, there's arguments, there's conflict, and it never just mm-hmm. goes smooth. That's the case for some people for others, it's a mix of both. So we just wanted to put a holiday right. survival guide for you guys, because we I think both of us have kind of like, half half experiences. And some years, it's really good. Some years for different reasons, it can go a different way so so yeah we just want to talk about that and I think so wait hold on so yeah. are you because I know you see you were like oh I'm busy with all of your exams right now right mm-hmm. but typically throughout your life I mean obviously as children I think every single child is just always super freaking hyped for Christmas mm-hmm. like so excited mm-hmm. but in your adulthood have you kind of just like, have you let go of that a little bit more? I mean, yeah, because, okay, I've always, there's always obviously good times for everyone, I think, or for most people in Christmas. And I think, though, I used to kind of hate Christmas. I can't say kind of hate. I guess I used to really dread. Wait, you used to hate it? Yeah, I used to really dread it because here's the thing, like, there's rarely anyone that I don't, that I don't get along with, or it's it's not like the dynamic with the people, but for me, it was just always way too much. Like it was just always yeah, like overwhelming. Stressful. Yeah. And it's yeah. And it, it was just more about, you know, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing two 
sets of relatives every single day for like two weeks straight like it was always just way oh too jam-packed gosh. because yeah. a good thing about my family is that it's really big there's so many loved ones around us but then trying to cram it all into the mm-hmm. two weeks I would just get so overwhelmed two weeks I'd... is a lot of time too yeah to be and... around that many people and like even though it is your family you're almost mm-hmm. like kind of hosting and like mm-hmm. actively having to like socialize and almost as if you're throwing a big gathering or a big party but every mm-hmm. single day you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it is a lot more just mentally exhausting I mm-hmm. find even like one whole evening with a lot of people but when you're on vacation with a whole family or something it can be very tiring and very overwhelming like literally nothing to do with the actual people itself but just exactly. the actual the whole event of it all exactly no I, I'm lucky because there's never there's never anyone that I'm dreading to see or anything like that like everyone's good I mean there's a couple people that just love getting and they just love debates and like it gets a little too <laughs> intense sometimes I mean everyone has those but for me it was like because my hey, family... what about that Monopoly game in the summer? Oh my that god. That was the most intense situation I've ever been a part of in my whole life. We my really saw Kurt. <laughs> bro, we saw Kurt's business side come out in that game. Bro. I think everybody was <laughs> trying to make moves and oh my gosh. Bro, this was that was so Anyways, we were... speaking yeah. of family debates. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy i don't even i won't even get into that all like the whatever anyways it was funny let's just leave it at that it was funny um but yeah for me like since my family on both my parents side at least the ones in canada they're spread across multiple provinces like we're Mm -hmm. not just staying at one place and having these big parties or whatever like we're driving for a few hours every like two days to go see different people and I'm just like like I would literally be excited to go back to school after and like I know my parents my my parents are are really sweet and supportive of me and they listen to the podcast so I had fun every time it's not like saying like they they did a bad job or whatever it was just for me like it was way too much it's the same thing as when you go on vacation somewhere and by the mm-hmm. end of the trip, no matter how much fun you had, like you're ready to go home. You're ready to yeah. be in your bed. Like it's the exact same thing. Yeah. So exactly. So Christmas. Not I to know. take it not to take it in a bad way or anything. Exactly. It's just generally tiring. I just liked like my best Christmases from my childhood was when I was with my main sets of cousins, like the one that are your first cousins or second cousins. You know, there's like a mm-hmm. lot of cousins and in my family but it was just with the main ones we stay in the same place for at least a few days and then my best Christmases that I've had has been when COVID started because I finally got to be home (laughs) I finally just got to be home I was gonna say I was gonna say the COVID Christmases have kind of been a little nice like I definitely I definitely missed having like the huge Christmas party like especially that one year um, mm-hmm. because my the huge Christmas Eve party is thrown at my house every oh yeah that's year. true so I actually am hosting all those people or like I guess my mm-hmm. whole family is hosting all those people but mm-hmm. and like holy crap it's a lot of work it's didn't you have to make over 50 tarts the other day in anticipation of that one oh that was for a different Christmas event <laughs> um and I had to make 10 dozen no 12 dozen 
what um oh. little tart things i didn't know it was that much but yeah like it's yeah. that big for your christmas yeah what what's it like in your experience because for me that's that's just it for me basically like i just like mm-hmm. keeping it local i like being with my not extend i love being with my extended family but i just like being more with my primary family members mm-hmm. but like what about you what's what's the your ones that are like christmas? closest closest to you exactly um i mean as i've grown up christmas has become more stressful now because my mom is always the one throughout like all of my childhood she always has been the one who's doing like almost all of christmas all the Mm -hmm. decorating all the plans the gift shopping the baking hosting events like she was doing all of it and so now that like now that i'm older i've been helping my mom do that the past several christmases and every single year except for like the covid years but every single year at christmas i'm just reminded of like how much work goes into it especially when you are like my mom is outgoing and very hosty like during christmas time so Mm -hmm. especially for those kinds of people it's insane like no wonder she starts all of her christmas shopping early because she literally does not have time to yeah in the months of December at all there's multiple events that she's hosting multiple events that she's going to and I go to with her so I have to do all of it too mm-hmm. she's all training the Christmas you. decorating oh my gosh I've been trained literally the only <laughs> thing I don't know how to do on the list is the actually cooking the turkey meal yeah. I can cook the sides but I do not know how to cook a turkey which also takes hours <laughs> yeah um it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of cleaning. It's a lot of cooking and baking and preparation. And so the last couple of years have been more stressful. I obviously still enjoy them, but mm-hmm. it's I'm I'm seeing like the other side of it, not as just the person who like gets mm-hmm. to enjoy all of it, but mm-hmm. the person who also has to create a lot of that joy for other people. Ooh, true. Yeah. So it's like obviously such a magical time. I am obsessed with all of the Christmas things, you know, like building the gingerbread house and going to see the lights and watching the movies and the fireplaces Mm -hmm. and gifts and hot chocolate. I don't drink hot chocolate ever. I don't even drink hot drinks. Like I don't like hot drinks. Everybody knows this about me. I will have a hot chocolate at Christmas. Wow. It's the only time. And that's a big thing for me. Wow. Because I get ice drinks when it's like minus 30 outside. Yeah, that's actually true. I didn't think about that. I was I was surprised because I was like, you are one of the biggest coffee addicts that I know. Oh, but only iced. Yeah, only but then iced. I just I realized that while I was thinking about it. That's true. Didn't you guys in Hawaii, didn't you and Kirk go get an iced coffee like three times per day or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I remember one morning we got up early went walked around walked to a coffee shop got coffees Mm -hmm. walked to another coffee shop because we finished our first coffees got coffees there and then we were walking through the mall and saw another coffee shop and got another coffee on the way back to the hotel before breakfast and during that time like a tour of hawaii but just coffee shops and let me tell you (laughs) we compared them all and we rated them the magnet ones from the second place were the Mm -hmm. best Yo, noted. During all that time, too, I was getting ready. That's what we were doing. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I was just Dude, ready. you took so long to get ready. <laughs> it's a special occasion. It was a special occasion. I had to look my best, be on my best, but okay, yeah, anyways, we just totally got off track. I don't even know what we we're talking Sorry. about. Sorry. Um, okay, well let's just dive in to yeah. the survival guide. So I think the first yeah. place to start is there's stress, there's anxiety that comes with the holidays. So mm-hmm planning ahead and pacing yourself like plan ahead of the things that you have to do especially for Mm. me and my mom who tend to be really busy during the holidays having like an actual visual calendar like I know if I don't know there's calendar people and then there's people who just I don't know how they live their lives no just remember it all but there are people like that even if you are someone like that just get a calendar for the month of December and write it all on there because it's so much easier to when you can visually see all of your tasks and all of your obligations that you've mm-hmm. signed yourself up for like one you're going to be able to pace yourself and mm-hmm. two you're going to be able to actually see like I can't afford to say yes to this event too yeah. or go here too or oh I need at least one day in the week that's just a day where I can chill and do my own thing and catch up Mm -hmm. on what I want to catch up on Mm -hmm. right yeah I fully agree because I know for me if I look and I swear by my outlook calendar because if we pull up my calendar right now from December 20th to January 4th I think I have one free day only and it's like me I know because all the things that I'm doing this year are all things like the way it's all being done I'm gonna be having a great time every single day so I'm not stressed yeah. about needing to add as many days for myself if I know that I'm, I'm going to things that are kind of stressful or anything like that but yeah I think for those who know that they don't necessarily feel like they have too much control over what they're doing maybe they they know that they're gonna they're gonna just be at certain events because they feel like they have to be I feel like yeah. that's when what you mentioned it's important to in creating that schedule to include maybe like a couple of days off in between just to make sure you can you know exactly recharge yeah Yeah. I think being realistic like just be realistic about what you can actually do and what you can handle I think Mm -hmm. phrasing it as what you can handle not what you can do because I know I fall for this trap all the time where I'm like, oh, I, I can do that. Like, it's going to be hard, but I can do it. Like, mm-hmm. I can. And I will load my schedule so full because I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can do it. I can do it. And then I'm like, I can't handle it, though. Like, yeah. mentally, emotionally, physically, I'm tired. I can't handle it. So realistically, think about what you can handle when you are signing up for these tasks and fitting it in because you also have to think I know that December everybody always is like December is like a lost month like it just goes by in a blip it's so fast because you're so busy and also because all you all routine just basically flies out the window like obviously Mm -hmm. not if you have like kids and stuff like that routine stays the same but Mm -hmm. you know your whole personal routine and flow of things is just gone because you have so much more on your plate that you need to do or that you're thinking about or whatever than you normally do in like march Mm -hmm. (laughs) march i don't like march (laughs) why why not i don't even know i don't know okay Okay, that's um, fair. I'll just leave it at that. 
Oh my gosh, I forgot what I was saying. Now about the routine. The routine makes so much sense because that's why people, oh, yeah. you know, they, they always, they say they kind of feel like shit after Christmas or they gain a little bit of weight or whatever. It's because I think, mm-hmm. well, all I the baking would... does not help with that. Baking and yeah. appetizer food. Oh, the appies. Don't talk to me about the appetizers. <laughs> oh, they're so good. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, I think especially for someone who deals with more of the stressful side of the holiday periods, there's something to be said about making an active effort, which you can do this if you use the, you know, the active technique that you mentioned of creating your calendar and your schedule and checking it every time that you're trying to plan something, just to keep working in the times that you the times that you go on a walk in the day, the times that you go to the gym, the times that you like mm-hmm. to eat breakfast, like keeping some kind of consistency, I feel like is yeah. going to make you, because I know you, you really are good with your routine and it, I think it increases your well-being for you a lot, right? My routine is very important to me. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really do that many things outside of my routine right now because mm-hmm. as we've stated in previous podcasts, my boyfriend is away at school you are living in Montreal my mm-hmm. other best friend is insanely busy with all of her schooling and stuff and I am insanely busy with all my working so mm-hmm. I don't really do that many things outside of my routine except for during like special events birthdays holidays things like that mm-hmm. like a lot of other people and so I need to have my routine throughout that time or at least a little bit of it it's hard to just increment all of these new things into your life and when you do that even because you're like oh it's temporary so I can temporarily let go of this temporarily let go of that temporarily let go of that just Mm -hmm. during the holidays while I have to do all this other stuff but then you either run into the situation of a while you're going through all of that holiday prep and all of the events and the holiday itself you just like it goes by so fast you hardly are even zoned in for it you're so tired you're stressed like you can feel lost or b or sometimes both of them after the fact Mm -hmm. you don't pick those routines up again Mm -hmm. or it's very difficult to because you just forgot about them for a month Mm -hmm. yeah no for sure and i think that's something i know we wanted to get into you know tips that from our experiences what we've seen which we've looked around for One of the biggest tips, I think, is determining and finding an anchor uh, during the holidays. And I think that the routine fits in with that. But I think that if we move into these tough situations where you're just kind of, you know, you have some relatives that that want to bring up some sensitive topics or there's controversial conversations Mm -hmm. that turn wrong. Like, I think if we get into that side It's always like career, love life, lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Career, love life, lifestyle. Exactly. No, you've got it. That's exactly it. And when these kind of uncomfortable situations come up, if we get into the tips for that, I think that one of them, the biggest ones and the best ones is an anchor. Because basically, I mean, in my opinion, at least, an anchor is a source of stability, security, motivation. And I think it's the best tool for you to stay consistent and rooted in who you are and how you feel at any given moment and then being able to root you know your emotional state especially during the holidays where you're seeing all kinds of different people like you said your routine's all out of whack you're getting overwhelmed I think that's why the anchor is a really good tool for the holidays 
Yeah, me too. I think establish somebody like, you know, the cool cousin or sibling (laughs) or if you're bringing a friend or even if like you don't have somebody that can be there, like message your friend and literally be like, hey, I'm going to this like blah, 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 blah. Maybe I'll text you. Yeah. Can you be near your phone or something or just have somebody where it's like, hey, I'm feeling a little bit anxious about like this coming up or having to defend myself for this or like whatever. I just want to enjoy tonight mm-hmm. and I want everybody else to enjoy their night. So mm-hmm. like, can I please come to you or like, can we go out and like take a break or whatever it is? Or like, I don't know if you're like, if you see this person corner me, come and get me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Cause it's especially if it's someone that you know that you're just going to happen to be with a little bit more throughout the night or the events or whatever it is. Like it's mm-hmm. such a good idea to talk about it before and be like, Hey, remember last year when this uncle brought up this and then I started crying 10 minutes later oh and then, my it, God. and then you yeah. can be like, you know, this year, like I'm so, I'm just excited for the holidays and it's gonna be really fun, but I'm kind of anticipating certain things that could maybe happen again that have maybe been patterns in the last few years and it's just like do you want to have like a you know like a code like tug the ear tug the nose (laughs) a little little code to help each other out because I think one of the and the anchor is part of this but I think pretty much the best way to approach the holidays if you're anticipating anything that you don't want to happen that you do want to happen whatever it is is plan Mm -hmm. ahead which you got into a little bit, but I think planning ahead is the biggest one. So your anchor. I also think, Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say going on, you know, people asking you or mentioning things about things that you just don't want to talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. Or that you always have to hear about, or just anything like touchy like that. Like, Mm -hmm. even if you have, like, even if it's not even about you, but you know, like politics or something yeah touchy subject one person who like you know the conversational yeah. landmines <laughs> Ooh, that's um, sick <laughs> that's such a sick term i think one of the best strategies if you are in the position of that is to change the dynamic of the conversation like mm-hmm. flip the switch and change the conversation like not just change the topic but change the entire like power of the conversation where you are the one asking them questions Ooh. and we'll get into that later at the end of some good examples and ideas of things to quickly switch on to but mm-hmm. I think it can be hard when you go to events and you're almost like not putting yourself out there as much because you anticipate like whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you don't do that, people will come up to you and they will initiate the conversation and Mm -hmm. they will probably end up asking you about one of those things or talking about whatever. Small talk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you can't fault them for it. Some of the times, most of the Mm -hmm. times I hope. Yeah. Um, But I think if you establish in the roles of the conversation that you're kind of the one who's asking them questions, like people like to talk about themselves. If somebody's asking you a question and you're talking about yourself, like you're not going to actively like always try and switch it to be off of you unless it's like something awkward or whatever. Mm -hmm. People like to talk about themselves. So you will most likely be safe to still Mm -hmm interact with these people and socialize with large groups of people 
avoiding those areas that you'd like to avoid if you just kind of take the initiative to be the person who's asking them the questions and you're the one who's leading the conversation Ooh, that is such a good tip that's one of I was gonna say the same thing actually I was gonna say one of the same tips when we're talking about you know pain points and conversations because it's not always the person that's just mm-hmm. a pain point as a whole. Like sometimes it's just they're chill. You have a good relationship with them, but they just yeah. bring something up that well, they they shouldn't. I don't know. You yeah. Know what I mean? Well, like, maybe like you just broke up with your significant yeah. other, and this is your first holidays without them, and everyone's asking where they are. Or yeah, maybe you just made a huge career transition, and you're still like feeling a little bit unstable, like not wondering if it's the right thing or not. And all mm-hmm. these people are always asking you about it, which just triggers stress and anxiety. Like. Mm-hmm. It's we're not talking about like only problematic people in your mm-hmm. life or in your family, but we're kind of just talking like I don't know. Everybody has things that they don't they would rather not talk about. Yeah, like, I was gonna say everyone that. has things that they'd rather not talk about, and some people's things are more commonly talked about, and some people's are more hidden away. And for those people, they're lucky during these situations. But for the majority of people, a lot of things that we just don't want to talk about during the holidays when we're trying to enjoy ourselves they're some of the first things people will ask yeah and it's because it's also I like what you mentioned about how this aspect of a, of a tip that we're giving is about initiating it yourself and is about taking the control over it yourself because mm-hmm. your great aunt can't know that it's a touchy subject for you that you just got like she might have heard that your relationship ended but maybe you got cheated on like maybe it's something like actually that you just yeah. don't want to talk or maybe about. she thought that you ended it and not that yeah. you got broken up with or yeah. maybe they're just asking you about school but you're literally failing the majority mm-hmm. of your classes right now and like crippling stressed <laughs> about it and them asking is just like freaking the cherry on top like yeah they don't know that so exactly it's up to you, you in that case yeah because yeah, yes. they, they're not able to know any of these details and look even if it is the case where it's just kind of like i don't know maybe mm-hmm. it's like let's say one of your relatives is like they think that your degree and what you're doing is super stupid and they kind of bring it up in a way that's like oh how's school going for you like in a way like that that's just kind of yeah you know even if it's yeah. that case it's still like either context it's up to you to change it if you wanted to because you can't mm-hmm. control what the other person's going to bring up you can't control that they don't know the situation like you just yeah. have to be the one to to kind of gain it back in that case so yeah I was definitely well, gonna mention that one like steering conversation like, oh yeah I'm go sorry. ahead I was gonna say even like um I know I've heard this I don't know anybody who this has happened to but I've heard this so many times about the whole like freshman 15 girls come back from being away at college for the first couple months and then they come back and their family's like oh like you gained some weight or like whatever at the thanksgiving dinner i've heard this so many times i've even heard people writing questions to other podcasts being like my mom always is about my weight or my aunt or whatever if it's a situation like that i'm so sorry for one, because that's just not appropriate. But this is when you really need to be there for yourself and take the initiative to guide the conversation elsewhere, take control of the conversation. And if it does like go there, actively set the boundary and steer away. Yeah. Like as best as you can. No, exactly. That's a good example to bring up because 
like you mentioned, especially when you're like when you're our age, we're in our twenties, you're in school, all of these questions, like you said, the love life, the career, the school, there's always mm-hmm. sensitive stuff around there. So if someone yeah. brings it up, like you're saying, it's just up to you. Like it's such a good tip to know that everyone's favorite topic is themselves. Like not everyone's a narcissist, but that's just how it is. Like we're all self-oriented, well, you know? Like it's just if someone says something like that that's sensitive you can just be like like let's say the question about school oh how's school going and they're saying in a way that's kind of shitty like your degree's stupid is basically what they're saying you can be Mm -hmm. like yeah you know it's actually really good I'm actually enjoying it a lot I'm learning cool stuff but I was meaning to ask you though how is like you know like you can do it in ways that aren't just saying such a good way to work it in yeah because it's it's when people say I think when people give the advice of setting boundaries at family functions that kind of thing people take it as like oh well I can't just say I'm setting a boundary you cannot no No, like that's I think that's how people I mean you can do that and the point will really get across (laughs) yeah I have had to I've had to actually tell people before like I'm setting a boundary here like the boundary is set because they just weren't getting it but you know that's like that's an extreme case that's an extreme case exactly yeah yeah exactly because like some people they'll listen to this kind of advice which is it's good like it can actually change the way it goes for you but they'll think oh like i've heard people say this like oh i can't just say that that's so awkward so uncomfortable yeah to be like like, don't ask me about that ever again (laughs) like that's not the way you do that you have to be thinking about who you're talking to you have to be thinking about the situation that you're in and then Mm -hmm. if it's someone like i don't know let's say it's your let's say it's your aunt or something and then she just started a new job like you can just be like yeah you know school's going really well for me it's like i'm learning really cool stuff that i'm actually interested about but in that same topic i was i, I was meaning to ask you how's your new job going second that second it's done you know it's switched yeah, exactly you have the, like you mentioned you've intentionally taken control of the dynamic because you're the one who wants me to change about it that's when you have to mm-hmm. do it obviously yeah. and speaking of preventative boundary setting like when it comes to events and things like that like just say no like don't be mm-hmm. afraid to say no to things that you feel that you don't have the time or the energy to do or that you don't have the interest in or you don't feel like comfortable like things that you would only be going to be purely because you are feel you're obligated to go to them mm-hmm. like it's okay just say no I'm not saying obviously like just say no to everything and like (laughs) don't see your family you know what I mean but if it's like a neighbor that you don't really know and they're inviting you to something and you're like oh that's so nice of them but like I already have all this stuff like you can say no to that or if it's like the friend that you're kind of friends with you've been friends for a long time but things have been rocky lately and Mm -hmm. it just kind of brings you stress and you know it's going to be awkward Mm -hmm. but she's like inviting you to whatever like just say no no it's fine because in this case like yes you can use little white lies in those situations some people do that but i think honestly honesty is the best policy in that case like just say like in that event oh you know like that's so nice of you like I actually I appreciate it so kind of you to think of me and that you'd want me to be there I've got to be honest with you though my schedule is just really loaded up this Christmas break like maybe next year thanks for inviting me though that's it it's that exactly exactly and no harm done right I think the holidays I mean all the time like throughout your whole life like you should always be spending time with the most time with the people who support you and nourish you and Mm -hmm. you know make you feel good and loved and accepted Mm -hmm. but 
especially around the holidays because it's so much heightened stress and anxiety and for some people it can be very depressing like some people the holidays is a very upsetting time because maybe they don't have a certain relative with them anymore or again maybe they just went through a horrible breakup or divorce or you know the holidays maybe you don't have a big family so you usually spend the holidays kind of alone I think Mm -hmm you have to carve out the time to spend time with those people who do make you feel loved and supported and they nourish you and if there's people who are outside of that that are inviting you to things or trying to get you to do things that you just like again nothing against them but it's just not what you need right now like that would be like a task like a chore of having to do that Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Just, I think yeah, em- empathy and, and thinking of others, consideration of others, it'll bring you so much in your life. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember that think think about how fast the last 10 years of your life have flown by. You can't so always cool. be making your decision based on what would be best for other people. You, you yeah. prioritize what's going to be the best for you, not in a selfish way, but just in a way for mm-hmm. your well-being. Like think about your well-being in the holidays, especially two weeks sounds like a lot I know like for students we have the full two weeks and everything sometimes a little bit more but it flies by so fast that Mm -hmm. just prioritizing use the holidays as a training opportunity to prioritize to schedule to be organized to be attentive to yourself and how you feel to think about who you want around you the most and why use that as a training opportunity because you're gonna you should do that you're you should do that all the time for your whole life and you know you're gonna be going into the new year and why wouldn't you want to nourish those relationships and be in those relationships and around those people Mm -hmm. right up into the new year so that you can start the year with them and you continue throughout the new year to be around those people I know we're going to talk a lot about that in a bunch of other exciting stuff in our new year's episode yes yes but it's a good point because i know for me at the new year's whenever it you know the clock changes whatever countdown to midnight's the new year i am always always surrounded by people that i love people mm-hmm. that i'm happy to be there with like i take the symbolism like you this year <laughs> i take the symbolism I just got seriously. so excited on camera <laughs> no i know that's why that's why my I saw your face. People can't see, but I just got so excited because we're going to be together through New Year's this year. Exactly. But that's the thing. Because Christmas, you often have to be with your, not you have to be, but usually that's just where you are. You're with your family. Traditionally, you're with your family. Yeah. You're with your family. And sometimes that extends to New Year's. But I think it's so reasonable, even again, in this case, just to take the initiative. It's fine to Mm -hmm. ask. Like, for example, if let's say you're still, you're younger, maybe your mom or one of your other relatives is planning the events, it's so reasonable to be like, hey, um, I know we're doing this on this day. Um, I really wanted to step into the new year with, I don't know, these people, like my five closest friends. Like, I just want to, I want to do this for New Year's. Is it okay if if I dedicate my attention and my care to our family members that we're seeing during these days? And then for the new year, you know, I'd like to do this. Like, it's it's within I don't know reach. how anybody would be able to say no to the way that you just said that. That was the most beautiful, <laughs> like, heartfelt thing in the world. If someone said no to that, they'd be a monster. Well, it's all phrasing. <laughs> it's all context. Exactly. Like, I talk for about context. And- oh, yeah, go ahead. For, 
for me and my family, it's always kind of been like known that Christmas is like we're with the family, but New Year's you do what you want i go with Same. my friends my brother goes with his friends my parents just i don't even know what they do but they probably do something <laughs> never stuck around to find out eh <laughs> <laughs> they're just like watching the powerball in the living room imagine i think so actually sounds kind of relaxing honestly after christmas but yeah no it's it's the way that you go about it like with the holidays when we're talking about this initiative that you have to take i preach context all the time like you know this I'm Mm -hmm. always talking about this and when especially I'm ever giving advice about how to approach any communication attempt for any outcome I always think establish first where you're coming from think about where Mm -hmm. the other person is like we've talked about this in our communication episodes but all this stuff I think that you have to do a lot of communication in the holidays especially when Mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out you know, you're saying no to people, you're saying yes to people, you're asking permission maybe to switch things around or whatever. If you It's come, a great time to practice these skills because you yes. will do probably the most socializing in the year in the month of December for most people other than like maybe in a summer month. Yeah, come to think about it, you just made me realize that's probably why I just did not like the holidays when I was a kid. I didn't realize that it's the most socializing that you do and I was so low social battery, so like introvert that makes a lot of sense anyways I just realized that (laughs) that's fine but yeah I think that the communication one is a big one um you know the anchor we mentioned that it's it can be a person but it can also be a feeling um it can be something that you're looking forward to like I think if we're just wrapping up that technique your anchor could be and I brought that up just because when I mentioned my social battery and stuff I think if you're thinking about yourself a lot your anchor could just be the piece that you've spent so hard for the last year building for yourself and then you're just saying you know this year like some things might happen that argumentative uncle is showing up to the function this year but I'm (laughs) so happy to have this time off I'm I can't wait for what I'm doing tomorrow or in a few days with the same people with other people and I'm going to be in a place of acceptance for what's inevitably coming from everyone whether it's good or bad and I'm just gonna let it roll let it roll off my back you know like I'm good wow. not fixating on the parts that I can't change because if you're fixating on the parts that you have no control over yeah you're putting you're yourself, causing yeah you're causing yeah. unnecessary stress and anxiety and hardship on yourself yeah exactly you're putting yourself in a place where there's no power for you to to have so why would you do that you know like just think about Think about your anchors. It could be a person, which is a great one. I personally do that one every year. I won't say who or from whom or whatever, but um, it can be a person or it can just be how how do you want to feel? You know, like just mm-hmm. so much of this is just thinking about it ahead of time because the great news about the holidays, usually people spend it with the same people pretty much every year. The great news is that you have the history, you have the patterns, you, you yeah. know what ignites which response from which person and for yourself too like just I think you'll find so much value in just taking a little bit of time to think about it and then think about what you know historically and then think about what you want and then great there's just a middle left to fill there it's not that hard once you do it in that format that's so smart and you know another thing like this I'm I feel like everybody does this but do you ever just like go to the bathroom sometimes yes. and just stand 
in the bathroom with the door closed you don't have <laughs> by yourself Bro. and you're just like you're just looking at yourself in the mirror and you can hear all the people on the other side of the door mingling oh, and whatever and you're just standing there looking at yourself in your christmas sweater and your and your cheeks like, are all red mm-hmm. dude and you're just you like okay you didn't even have to finish that sentence. I was just like, oh, only 10 times per party. Oh, my God. And it's like, that's an interesting one, though, too, because a lot of those instances, I'm having a great time, but I just mm-hmm. know myself. I know that I get super mm-hmm. drained. I know that my Me face too. muscles start hurting from, like, talking and, and smiling and whatever, and I know that I'm going to get overwhelmed if I don't just take a break every every yeah. hour. Well, sometimes, like, okay, I don't know, this this is probably just me, but I don't know, you ever have that lull when you're, like, in, at an event or just with a lot of people and you were talking to somebody, but then, like, they get called over to somebody else and then you're just standing there by yourself and, like, every every single person in the room is actively in a conversation with someone else and you're just, like, standing there holding your plate with, like, cheese and crackers on it <laughs> And you're like looking around, you're like, okay, I can't go to the food table because I already have food on my plate. Like my drink is full, my person left. Like, oh, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom and just stand in there for a few minutes, collect myself and create a plan. Like you that's literally no, what I do. You have no business <laughs> describing every every experience I've ever had in my life so vividly like that. The amount of times I have done that. Uh, like people probably think I literally have a problem because I will go to the bathroom like three or four times in an hour she got and, IBS <laughs> she got the IBS glow oh my I don't though I'm literally just standing in there looking at myself in the mirror it's like the same thing um when you're drinking and then you go to the bathroom and you're just staring at yourself in the mirror and you're like yes what get it together like that's literally the same thing that's exactly what i'm doing i'm just never heard like heart to heart moment with myself in the mirror dude i'm taking a breather checking some texts bro i've never heard anyone else say that every time that i'm just a little bit too drunk i just have to hop in the bathroom and just stare at myself for five minutes laugh i've done that Sometimes it helps and sometimes it makes it so much worse for oh, some really? reason. I'll oh, just God. be like looking at myself and I'm like, I can't even see myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never experienced that side of it. Oh, man. I mean, it's good. I'm kidding. I'm, I don't want it to sound like I'm literally an alcoholic because I don't really, I don't drink alcohol really. Yeah. Actually. I, I think we drink alcohol in a very long time. Um, I think the last time we both got wasted was at the Saddleweiser Games, for real. Like, that was the last time. Well, because time, I'm sorry. That, those drinking games were insane. <laughs> and it was a long time. And literally the first game is like, shotgun this whole drink, then run up a hill and take a shot. To which, I'm pretty sure his little brother poured them. He my did. shot, my shot was two full gulps, okay? It was Oof. not a shot. It was so much. And then you run down this hill, freaking <laughs> drink another drink. I was wasted after the first <laughs> round of the first game. And there was like, how many games was there? Like six? 
six. It was like day one or something. It was multiple days too. That was just oh no, that was just the finale. That was the last. That night. was That's like why. the Olympic thing. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, that was but too much. That has a place at those holiday parties too. You know, sometimes it happens. Something that I've seen and I've heard a lot of people say about the holidays is they say don't drink too much, don't eat too much, like mm. nothing in excess. Don't like I don't yeah. know whatever anything especially with the drinking if you are already in an anxious stressed vulnerable state and headspace going into something I really would not recommend like having that third fourth glass it's not gonna make it better it's not gonna make it better like it's not gonna like numb you through it and get you through it no it's most likely going to make you spiral even worse you're going to be a lot more emotional like when you drink alcohol you already are a lot more emotional you're a lot more sensitive Mm -hmm. like you might be you might say something that you shouldn't say and then it's awkward and then you're the one who's making it awkward for other people to talk to right so most the time in those situations just I really would recommend, again, like, I don't know how many times we can say this, but, like, rely on yourself and your peace and, like, where you know where you come from. Like, ground yourself before you go in there. Take a moment in the car. Take a deep breath. Ground yourself. Literally remember. Just be like, I'm about to, I'm going to get in my bed at the end of the night. Go to sleep. What am I going to have for breakfast tomorrow? Like, just take a minute. Bro, that and just calmed me down. I'm calm. Exactly. Right now. That's that's <laughs> like what I do when I'm really just getting too overwhelmed. Mm. And have your anchor person. And you could even tell your person. Be like, if you see freaking tequila shots in my hand, slap them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Accountability partner at the Christmas party. That's sick. <laughs> and you can also, because that just made me think, because that just calmed me down so much when you said it like that. I think something that could be good too the self-care aspect of it of like I don't know mm-hmm. taking a bath reading a little bit doing that yeah. before or after or both or in that bathroom <laughs> in that bathroom scenario you just start running a bath in the middle of someone's <laughs> Christmas party <laughs> and none of them and then they're like wait who invited them like none of them know who you are <laughs> oh my taking gosh. a dip honestly quickly. I would be that person if you know me you know I love a good bath okay and that's what I was thinking. I, was I wouldn't shy it. away from slipping in my Auntie Jamie's bathtub <laughs> while the party's going on downstairs. Oh, you just and then see. just rejoining them after I found my zen. Damn, that's actually kind of sick. I wish that that was a thing there. A quick little spa trip. But yeah, th- that's what made me think of it, though. Because I know you, your baths that you take are such um, a peace point of serenity for you in between yeah. things, after things, before things. I think just yeah. if someone's... If you're anticipating a, a holiday party that let's say you're excited for it, but you're just a little bit socially mm-hmm. anxious, you're a little bit stressed, light a candle, read a book, do something like that for the first yeah. for 30 minutes before you have to leave and then just set yourself in the headspace yeah. already, you know? Like, exactly. Especially like if you're going somewhere, you're going to an event, I always do this. Even like if I'm just getting ready to go and like go on a date with my boyfriend or something, mm-hmm. I will just make the getting ready process nice and p- 
peaceful. I'm not rushing. Like I get ready so far ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I will start getting ready like two plus hours before I have to leave the house. Not because it takes me that long, but just because I don't want to be rushed at all. If I want to stop in the middle of doing my makeup and get a coffee, a snack, and then go back up and finish it, like Mm. I'm going to do that. Oh, that's the Um, best part of the plans though. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, me too. I Mm. always like... I always put a podcast, well, not always, but sometimes I'll put a podcast on a speaker while I'm in the shower and I'll like listen to that while I shower and then I'll be listening to it like while I'm getting ready, I'll have a candle lit. Maybe you can have a glass of wine while you're getting ready. (laughs) Not if you're driving Um, or like something for me. I always have like the iced coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's like (laughs) while you're getting ready. Yeah, nice I'm like tea. iced coffee or just water. Yeah, but, fair. Fair. I find the yeah, best thing just, to calm you down is water, honestly. Out of everything. Ice, nice ice water. Yeah. And I, I'm if I I'm having like, a panic attack and you give me room temp water, I'm gonna actually go into cardiac arrest. I think that's grounds for murder, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, this is actually making it worse. <laughs> Cause I feel like I think I it's think- the cold that like like makes you like i was gonna say that i think there's a connection to your your autonomous nervous system and the cold and putting cold to your chest when you're having anxiety but i i won't i don't know the details though so i won't go into it but i think i think there's something to say that was that's a big one about the rituals but i think there's something big about being aware of how you feel and how you know you're going to feel i think awareness of your feelings is a really big one like acknowledge acknowledge your thoughts and feelings and make decisions from those thoughts and feelings that Mm -hmm. are for you yeah like i I know you had a study that you oh yeah i was um, literally i was telling you about it before we started recording it because it's just so cool so yeah for sure let's hear it yeah, so that does definitely connect to that. So basically, there's this, um, it's from this neuroscientist. His name is Frederick Philippe. I said it in the English way, but he's in he's in Quebec. He's in Montreal. So Frederick Philippe. Maybe it's Philippe. <laughs> <laughs> my oh bad. My Apologies. God. But yeah, he's a neuroscientist at ICAM at a university in Montreal. And basically, this is so cool. Okay, this is so cool. His main area of study is whether your memories, especially the self-defining core autobiographical ones. Oh my god. If those can try to say that three times fast. What is it? What is the one? She sells seashells by the seashore. I can do that one because I practice it. Just in case anyone ever puts me on the spot. I practice it. I don't know if I can say it loud. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. His main area of study is whether those kind of memories, they can predict and direct your future behavior whether like based on whether you're while you're creating those memories you have three basic psychological needs that are met and those are feeling autonomous feeling competent and feeling related relatedness with other people so Mm -hmm. this is super cool because he studies this about so many different contexts about your work about school about whatever but he did a study specifically about the holidays um, and whether your memories of previous holiday experiences and whether those kind of needs were being met and just basically how you felt and your state, your mental state during yeah. those memory formations, if they could predict how um, your next holiday experiences are going to go. And he did find that there was a significant positive correlation between how you felt, you know, in, in this case, it was autonomous, related and competent during the holidays last year and how you will feel this year. So 
all of his studies have found some prospective predictive value in terms of you know the memories that you already have about a certain context yeah and how you kind of use them you generalize them to future scenarios as as kind of a as a guide to know what's going to happen yeah i was going to say do you think it's almost because they're like projecting it yeah yeah 100 percent. i've seen i mean i've seen a lot of his other different studies because i was just looking at them for uh one of my classes this semester and then i came across this one and i was like awesome the holidays because uh, we were going to do this so one. interesting see this is why it's even more important that you yourself take the initiative to kind of change things and go about it with a different strategy this year because mm-hmm. psychologically you may be unknowingly projecting your thoughts and feelings from last year or previous years or whatever mm-hmm. onto this year and then you're just going to be stuck in a cycle of going through the same motions yeah because yeah, no, you're 100% right because the the underlying mechanism of this that everyone does, you know that thing that some people do where they have an insecurity and they'll just kind of they're they're worried that something's going to happen and so they mm-hmm. kind of create it themselves and they self-sabotage just so that yeah. they have control and they can they know what's going to happen instead of letting yeah. someone else maybe get to it mm-hmm. first. Like it's kind of the That's same thing such self-sabotaging behavior. I've done that before yeah we all have we all have and especially during the holidays like if if you felt disconnected from people you felt like you didn't want to be there you felt I don't know all those kind of different things at your holiday party last year you might literally put yourself in the corner and you might isolate yourself from people and yeah you're not like that again exactly you're obviously not gonna have good time so I think exactly what you can take from that is just basically that it's what it's on the same tangent of what we've been saying where being aware of all these kind of things I think your best ally in preparing for the holidays and I think if you're listening to this episode you might already like have some struggles with the holidays so Mm -hmm. just your awareness is your greatest tool in this case I think that if you can all of these things are within your control and they're things that you can prepare for and it's not a matter of preparing oh when they say this I'm gonna say this no it's not like those shower (laughs) conversations with yourself or you're going to be ready for every argument it's not about that it's just how do I feel in these situations historically how did other people react when like when these uncomfortable situations happen how did they happen what was the topic yeah and have like just the tips and strategies in your back pocket to pull out should you need them like you said before about potentially isolating yourself if you have like a problematic person or someone who's like always there and you're going in like kind of already giving them the cold shoulder like Mm -hmm. maybe then they'll like give you the cold shoulder back and then yeah then you're like you're feeding into it even though you think that you're protecting yourself because you're like well I just didn't associate with them like at all blah 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 blah. I just steered clear because I was protecting myself from them but you can still I mean obviously like every situation is different if it's generally like a toxic bad hateful person then yeah that happens steer clear but if it's just like something that you don't want them to ask you about or like whatever any of these situations that we've gone through previously Mm -hmm. you can still put yourself out there and like we said you steer the conversation you guide the conversation like you can be civil you can socialize while still protecting your space and setting the personal boundaries during the entire holiday season or like your neighbor if you say no to going to her 
cookie exchange party, that doesn't mean that like you don't still you're still friends your dogs together. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> you just have to do it in a way like in those situations like we mentioned, you just have to be clear upfront honest with yourself with the other person and mm-hmm. i think something Check that's important in with yourself yes exactly that's what i was going to say something that's important that's you know the last little bit i'll mention about that study and that concept in general this researcher i looked at a couple of his other studies just because they're so sick um and he did one about uh like a middle-aged 40-ish year old adults in their workplace because he does all these studies about contextual memories and so he did one about that and Mm -hmm. he was looking at burnout basically and so he found Mm -hmm. that the people who had the most positive perception of their job like who had the best feeling memories where they had you know they felt they felt accomplished they felt good whatever they just had the best positive kind of feeling work yeah yeah all of those positive oriented memories about just the context of the workplace they were actually way more resistant to burnout given the same pressures and well, the same exactly, workload because it's a more healthy environment and space mm-hmm. for you to be in it's or your perception even, yeah it's exactly. your mental it's state a, yeah mm-hmm. and that's exactly. all what we and the mental state your perception of it how you feel in the moments, all of these things. We've just talked about tips that can control all of those things. Like all of those things are in your hands and it's it's just hard to realize sometimes and it's tough to think and be like, oh, I don't know what caused the situation. I just got so caught up in the moment or whatever. Just like take the pressure yeah. off of it. Don't worry. Just try to sit down and think about it and feel good about the fact that you all of these tools they're yours you know they're for you you can do all of these things and the holidays can yeah. be a great time they don't have to be stressful yeah exactly or they don't have to be like all stressful you know what i yeah. mean i think also one of the last things just to think about because mm-hmm. i just realized this the other day and i'm glad i caught it now a week before christmas but i feel like i've been in holiday mode like i said since like the beginning of november like i've already been <laughs> in it for a month yeah but it has flown over a month but I, I it's flown by so quickly i don't even remember half of it because i was just so busy doing stuff like live in the now realize where you are now enjoy where you are now because it's gonna go by so fast mm-hmm. and you're allowed to enjoy all of the preparation up until the holiday, not just the holiday day itself. Yeah, yeah. Spread it out, start it early. I don't know. There's different ways to make things less stressful. I think to end off, we should speed round some lighthearted conversation ideas. Let's go. And the the point around these topics, like there's only a few, but... This is something that's easy for you to ask almost anyone. Mm -hmm. And these are all things that won't potentially be triggering to another person. Mm -hmm. Like the whole, Mm -hmm. how's your love life? How's your career? How's your kid? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, if we have things like that, that we don't want people to ask about sometimes, then I guarantee other people there also have those things. So, I mean, the classic that everybody always asks like do you have any new year's resolutions how do you plan on achieving them why do you why did you make this resolution this year 
Yeah, that's a really good one. I like that. Yeah, this is a good concept. Let's, let's just throw out some some good lighthearted conversation ideas, like a little cheat sheet, you know, that anyone yeah. can refer to. That's a great idea. Write yeah. these on a little piece of paper, put them in your <laughs> pocket, go to the bathroom, read Dude. the paper, check off the ones you've already asked. <laughs> Wait, imagine you're just talking to someone at a Christmas party and you see like ink all over their hand and they're just like, how are you doing? <laughs> Bro, I'd die. That'd These so are a bit funny. deeper than that. These are quality conversation that can go places, okay? Again, another thing, I know we said this, I don't even know what podcast episode it was in, probably <laughs> the communication one, mm-hmm. but don't just ask like yes or no questions yes. or like, oh, I'm good and you like type questions where you get those kinds of responses like ask a question that you can have a conversation new year's resolutions how do you plan on achieving it why is it your resolution Mm. like you can get into all of this stuff what's your what was your favorite thing of the holidays oh is that a tradition did you do that your whole life who came up with it Mm -hmm. blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. travel travel plans is the easiest go-to do you have travel plans for 2023? Where are they going? When are they going? Have you been there before? Do you have things planned already? Who's going with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's All a great these one. kinds of things. Like that that's can steer easy. you so many places. And then it opens up the conversation where it's not like, because it's sometimes awkward when you're having a conversation with someone where it feels like they're interrogating you because they yeah. never say anything about them and they're always just asking you questions. Yeah. So these are conversations where it's like, you can you can talk you could talk about your travel i'm sure it's not gonna be triggering unless somebody like died on the trip or your fiance ended the engagement like just you're just unlucky at that point (laughs) if that's the answer to the question yeah oh my god that's like something you can't even blame people for asking you about that but yeah that's something super easy to talk about places that they have traveled places that they're going to travel places you've traveled places you want to or that you're planning on going suggestions stories about the trips Mm. the traveling there what it was like the food you can be talking to somebody for over an hour about that oh yeah just about the travel one and I think I think a good thing to do in that situation too is when you're asking questions like that you know you can ask the basic questions that that are pretty common but then you can you can go into it a little bit deeper and say like, yeah, what do you like? You can just get their opinion. Like you can make it a way more co- uh, personal conversation by saying something like, oh yeah, like have, have you always wanted to go there? Or like what's, which part of it made it so appealing to you? Like just yeah, asking exactly. you questions and why. Exactly. Because yeah. again, like you don't want it so that the entire night you're just having like these super like generic almost like fake conversations because they can feel talk because other people can feel that and it's just like small talk is so exhausting i hate small talk i never so asking somebody like what are you proud of that you did this year like that's something personal it's still like a pretty easy question just like oh like what are you proud of that you did this year like what's the biggest thing you accomplished in this past year thinking about it or yeah what's the biggest like I don't know, maybe don't ask what the biggest life change is because, you know, it could be a change for the good or the bad. So that one's risky. You got to feel out the room if you're going to do that one. Feel out the person who you're asking. (laughs) Worst case, worst case, though, they've just listened to our episode and they're like, oh, you know, it wasn't that great. Like, let's talk about something else. Like, how about you? Maybe, maybe they're just. uh, Exactly. Maybe they're just bomb like that. Yeah. 
Do you have any more? I can't even think of any more right now. Um, I mean, I know me, like, something that, as soon as you were like, small talk, I just thought, the way that you, who's listening, you don't like small talk, guess what? Like, neither does anyone else. Like, maybe you're mm-hmm. one senior aunt named Gertrude actually likes small Gertrude. talk. Gertrude. <laughs> Gertrude likes small talk. You don't. Probably no one else does, you know? So it's like, yeah. I don't know. I never have small talk. If I'm talking to someone, yeah. I'm like, yeah, like, what's what's your deepest fear? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I'm like bring the I'm, we're not really strangers cards no literally <laughs> christmas dinner table well, that that's actually so well or so not well that's such a good idea though like quick plug for we're not really strangers like check out we're not really strangers to get really good ideas for questions like you want to have deep conversations Ooh. no one's enjoying mm-hmm. the small talk like if you're talking to your aunt i know me a lot, of, a lot of my relatives, like, I don't even really know so much about them on a deep level because I just know those surface-level small talk things. If you just are having a conversation mm-hmm. with your uncle and then you're like, man, what was, what was, like, your best memory? What was the best time of your life? If you had any advice mm-hmm. to give to me, like, I'm, I'm just, like, thinking about this stuff lately. Like, what would you tell yeah. me? Like, they're going to love that. Everyone likes yeah. that. We're humans. All we do is connect with each other. Like, feed into A it. really good question to ask. I love asking, like, adults and older people this because I think it actually genuinely brings happiness and joy to them to go back to this place and think about the memory to answer the question. But it's mm-hmm. also, like, it's just always so funny and so interesting to me. But I love asking people, like, oh, like, who is your childhood best friend or like what's like the craziest thing you and your friend in high school or got into like what's like a memory from your teenage years that just really stands out to you because either it's like a crazy story or it's just something that's just like so sweet and cute and like you can tell like that them thinking about it they feel happy because like obviously when you're older you're maybe not always thinking about like all of the things that you did as a child and as a teenager like even yeah. now I'm not I'm not thinking about my teenage years and what I was doing when I was a child I'm thinking about right now and so it's a nice going surprise back, for someone to ask yeah you. exactly that's like a good question like you said with the whole oh you don't like small talk other people don't either if there are certain questions that you hate being asked don't be that person who's asking those questions to other people because you know it's not always the scenario of like oh I just don't like it because of my situation one they might be in a situation like that too but two a lot of the times those questions that are just like always asked all the time every single conversation like people don't like them for a reason and, and they have automated responses. Exactly. Which is exactly. Good. Literally yeah. every single day at work, someone says, hi, how are you? And I say, I'm good. And you? Yeah, every without thinking. Every single time, just literally not even thinking about it at all. I mean, when yeah. you're at work, you kind of can't be like, I'm so stressed. But <laughs> still, you know, when you're talking to people that are like close to you, your friends, your family, maybe it's yeah. a work party or something. I love that. I love what you said. If you don't like being asked those questions, don't ask them. That's such an out of your mm-hmm. own shoes, yeah. smart. But uh, I was gonna say pathetic. I meant to I say was empathetic. To say, why? I'm pathetic. I meant empathetic, bro. As soon em- as I heard the P sound, I was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Bro, get your game up. Your conversational skills are ass." Okay, no, no, I'm joking. Okay, I have. I have one more thing that I can think mm-hmm. of. I think it's the last thing that I'll have to say, but because you just um, brought that idea up in me. If 
I, I think this is an underrated one. A lot of people, they have issue making conversation with older people, like people who are like 50 years older than them kind of thing, like mm-hmm. much older people. I just this, love asking them a million questions. Yes, exactly. Because no one asks them questions. Like people just assume yeah. that they just were never your age and stuff. And what you yeah. said about what you like to ask older people, it made me think of this because um, what is it? People who are elderly that are just classified by elderly roughly 60% of their memories are from their young adulthood. And so what they've actually started doing lately, um, I was reading um, research about this recently, they've started experimentally implementing uh, this different type of talking to people with Alzheimer's in Alzheimer's homes. And what they do instead of testing their memory, they ask them to tell stories about their lives because it's way Mm. less pressure. It doesn't make them feel like they're they're going mentally a little bit and and that's where most of their memories are actually Mm -hmm. from so if you ask them that their face is going to light up those were the best times of their lives most of us our core memories 60 percent of them are from um late teenagerhood (laughs) late adolescenthood to to mid-adulthood oh no okay i just gave you my memory up because my memory is horrible (laughs) i literally i don't know i think i hit my head or something my memory i'm not kidding my memory is so bad. Like, I have full-on vacations, like, and things that I just don't remember. From ages, that's, like, you should remember that you were literally 14. Like, why don't you remember any like a, of that? Like, 10 years ago-ish, yeah. Yeah, facts. Not well, even. You better start but, paying yeah. attention, man, because that's I what the research is saying. I am paying attention. That's the thing. I don't know. I need to, like, eat more carrots or something. Oh, no, that's for your eyes, right? Dude, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna I don't do know. more mind games. Dude, um, let me. But let yeah, me tell I you. love. I love asking my grandma about like travel. She used to be a flight attendant when oh, she sick. was younger, so she has traveled like the whole world basically, and she has so many stories from places that she's traveled or just like crazy work stories and flights and crazy passengers on flights and like she obviously doesn't do that anymore she's been retired for a long time but all when she was younger and like when my mom was like a little kid she was a flight attendant traveling the world and she just has the best stories and she loves telling them of course she has there's a family friend her name is actually joy too it's the only other person i know who has the same name as me, they were flight attendants together oh. when they were younger. And so a lot of the times for family events, they will both come mm-hmm. and together, they're yeah. just like best friends and they Aww. love reminiscing over the crazy stories and flights that they worked together and things that they did when they were traveling in certain places or horrible, crazy airport people <laughs> that they had to deal with. And airport it people. Just, Oh my gosh, it just makes them so happy and they're laughing and like it's so entertaining. It's genuinely a conversation like I want to be a part of. I'm asking a million questions because it's just so entertaining. Yeah, because that's one of the things in the study I brought up. One of the basic needs is the relatedness, feeling connected. That's that's mm-hmm. one of the things. That's that's to the point. And it's funny because my mom used to be a flight attendant too. I didn't know that you oh my also gosh. had yeah, she used to be um she used to be a travel agent. Well, no, not a flight attendant. She used to be a travel agent, but she would go with them. That's why I said that. So oh. it'd be kind of like it, it was it was similar, but she loves oh my god, her stories about those times are so good. Like she told me once she got invited to dinner with like a 
the prince or something of one of the countries in Asia and he like had a crush on her and he bought her like a designer bag or something like oh my those, gosh those is your stories. dad a prince <laughs> he, ran, he ran away from the kingdom with my mom and here I am in old Quebec good old Quebec Megan and Harry well my sister's name is Megan maybe it's after that <gasps> <laughs> all the stories are like that so yeah if you don't know what oh to talk gosh. about ask people about themselves not even just in like a, oh everyone's obsessed with themselves no it's just nice it makes people feel like you care and you're interested so that's like mm-hmm. number one tip for a conversation and it's gonna take you off the hot seat yes exactly and it's it's nice like it's not a manipulative way it's just if you're stressed or whatever it's it's not a bad thing to just be like hey what about you it's nice like it's yeah exactly it's appreciated i feel like we gave a lot of really good tips i mean again lasting reminder acknowledge your thoughts and feelings throughout the season make plans actively set boundaries ahead you know take some time for you like keep a like as much as you can of your routine with all of the other things because that's really what you can lean on and what you can fall back on when you are feeling overwhelmed and stressed out and just run down Mm -hmm. and just remember that for most people it's just a few days or if it is like a whole family trip that's like one or two weeks long you can do it take those little bathroom breaks whenever you need run a little bath in there (laughs) we'll be in the bathroom as well when you walk in like me and joy are gonna be there so see you soon little little imaginary figures on your shoulders you can envision in the mirror see you soon that's so creepy they're gonna rip the shower curtain open and it's you with a speaker and a podcast and a candle that's being like literally my worst nightmare ever <laughs> okay i think that's enough i think we're good i think we had great <laughs> tips like you mentioned um you know guys have happy holidays if you have any questions about this stuff anything we talked about today and you're listening before the holidays send us a dm like we're happy to talk about this stuff more if you have Mm -hmm. anything else that you can think of that you'd really want to hear about let us know um as always it'd be super appreciated if you could leave um, a review on spotify or wherever you're listening it's just the click of a button so that would be awesome and super appreciated and all uh, of our links and everything are below in the podcast notes and thanks for listening and thanks for being in this space with us i think that's your line right that's my go-to man you're you're (laughs) that's the ending line you're jocking my style space with us (laughs) i like this idea of us all being together (laughs) even though we're far away okay (laughs) we're actually they're listening live right now Well, it feels like it. It feels like we're having a conversation. Anyways, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Genuinely love being here with you. As I just mentioned, is that such a crime? Me too. (laughs) Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Take care, guys. Bye.